0: Guys, welcome today to our men's leadership podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining in today, and I hope and pray that God will speak to your hearts. Uh, I am joined here today with Pastor Wayne McCullough, and he is the pastor of Limestone Baptist Church in Franklin, Tennessee. And I'm so blessed to be with here with my friend and fellow servant of the Lord. And you're going to learn a lot of wisdom from him. So, Pastor Wayne, thank you for joining in today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hey, tell us a little bit about your growing up years and your family.
1: Well, I was born and raised here in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess uh, I am the true Franklinite that you uh, One of the few. Speak of. <laughs> uh, I got my education from Charles C. Johnson Elementary mm-hmm. uh, at the time that we were living in what was a segregated uh, community, a mm-hmm. uh, rather uh, city. And uh, graduated from Franklin High, uh, went to Tennessee State University College, yeah. and uh, went to work for Kroger. I was blessed to uh, find a wonderful woman uh, that is submitted to being my wife. <laughs> uh, we've been married now for going on 42 years. To that union, God blessed us with three children, two girls and a boy. Mm. Uh, and I am blessed to have uh, two grandkids. Mm. Uh, it's just been uh, a great joy uh, mm. experiencing that. Uh, but pretty much my childhood was, I guess, normal, as mm-hmm. best you can uh, relate to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wayne, I love that. I mm. love your heart, my friend. Appreciate
1: mm.
0: it. Wow. And uh, I know you love
1: being a pastor, you know. I do. <laughs> I, I, I nothing is more rewarding mm. than to allow yourself to be available to God.
0: Yeah.
1: That it, there's a song that I often will take advantage of in in my prayers, and one line is just, "If you can use anything, Lord, use me." Mm. And that is a great joy to have Him. Somehow, feel that I, I am not worthy. But Mm -hmm. His grace and mercy allows me to witness for Him.
0: Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you pastor here in the community, and I'm thankful for what God's doing in your church and in your heart. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, tell me this, Pastor Wayne. You know, um, racism has become a big topic. You know, it has been for a long time, but even lately. And growing up in Franklin, uh, did you ever experience any racism, or in your family, or anybody in your congregation, or is that, was that just something you didn't grow up kind of around?
1: Well, I'm certain that I, uh, if I look back over my life, uh, what you would, let me identify something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I guess in my, in in the years that I live today, and. God has spoken to my heart that for me to focus on racism would be a failure to acknowledge what it really is. Thank you. Racism is sin. Mm -hmm. We are diverted from truth when we label it an activity or an action against the person that is not in the will of God and we called it racism, I think we then allowed the devil to get away from Mm. what he is supposed to be exposed to, and that is the truth. Mm. Uh, If we would look at things in the spiritual instead of the natural, I believe that life here on earth would be greater. Uh, So when I was, I guess, going to school, I was in an all-black school junior high and elementary, and probably my first awareness of racism came from me being able to, uh, I guess, uh, focus on the transition that I would make going from junior high to high school. Mm-hmm. And I say that because my, pa- my parent. I, was, I grew up in a single-family home, but I had all of my grandmother and all of my aunts and uncles to help raise me. And um, they would often make you aware, teach you, and expose you to things about you don't do this, you don't do that. But they never really called call it racism. or okay. They just were educating you, schooling you yeah. on how to survive in life. And so when I was about to depart from John, Charles C. Johnson going to Franklin High School, they integrated the high schools. Wow. Because before that, I would have went to Natchez High. And I had so much look forward to that. That's just how naive maybe I was or that what I had been taught. Mm. And that's the other thing that I would tell you. I don't think that racism as we would define it, is a natural thing that just comes out of osmosis. I believe that that it's a learned behavior. Mm. It's a taught thing. And and my parent taught me to protect myself from, like, be careful where you go. Uh, Be careful what you get into, be careful Uh, You won't have the opportunity to get out of some things as others will. And so I had a teacher to tell me, he says, when you go to this new high school, you will need to be aware that you're going to have to do better. He said, you'll have to do twice as much. You're going to have to compete with people that will have it different. I didn't quite understand Mm. that, Uh, but I was astonished and amazed uh, that when I went to high school at Franklin High, I went with a perspective that uh, things would be different instead of it being, uh, I guess, being able to discover and explore life in high school just for myself. I went with a preconceived notion about how things would be. Uh, The the irony in that is is that, much to my dismay and I guess also to my delight, was that things are never what they really seem. Uh, If we will challenge ourselves to interact with each person for who they are, I I have come to realize that there are no two people that are identical. Mm -hmm. And if it were so, then that means there's one of you too many. <laughs> and so, I've, God has just placed in my heart to receive people and appreciate their differences. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the challenge in life for us, and this is the thing that I found, that there were some people that I do in high school that I would have, if you just went by maybe how they looked or how they or or what they did or who they ran around with, you might have perceived them to be a certain way. Mm. But I believe that the opportunity to have relationship with people might surprise you that maybe a person isn't all what you think Mm. versus taking the opportunity to get to know them. Mm -hmm. So my challenge in life as it has been for some time and I guess as I deal with racism, because when I was in at work, I will tell you that yes, I do believe there were some biases that I ran into. There, we often, there's a, a, a book, and I'm sure you've heard it, I can't remember the author right now, but it talked about the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. And essentially, think about the glass ceiling for blacks and whites somewhat this way people like to be around folks who, the, who they are most comfortable with, mm. and if you grew up in an environment where all the people that you have known look like you, mm-hmm. then you will be somewhat cautious around anyone that came into that circle that didn't look like you. Yeah. You didn't know anything about them other than what you have been told. Mm. And if you fail to challenge yourself to get to know each and every individual for who they are, you will never know the truth about anybody. Mm -hmm. So I found that if we will always strive to do the will of God, Mm -hmm. then life in itself will be far more productive. I'm amazed mm-hmm. because we are built in this world, or we, this, let's speak for this nation, this city or whatever, <clears throat> but we enter life innocently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen a prejudiced baby. No, yeah. no. But we formulate, we, we shape, we fashion, the life that we have from people teaching us throughout. Mm -hmm. At some point in time, though, when we get to the process of maybe adulthood or when we get to the point of being able to make our own decisions, we have to make choices. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You have to make a choice to receive Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You must make a choice to honor Him, to glorify Him. Isaiah 47, I believe it's 47, there about, I forget the scripture, but it says, we were created to glorify God. Mm-hmm. So therefore our lives don't belong to us. Mm-hmm. The Psalmist says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. Mm-hmm. So if we are God's property, then He can do whatever He wants to with us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm often challenged, and I challenge others to answer this question. If we belong to God and we are His property, then if He did not have a purpose for us being here on earth, why would He not take us the day that we confess that we are His? Mm. So if He leaves us here on earth, our challenge is, is to accomplish what He has before us. But if we are never willing to entertain what he desires of our actions Mm. and our activities, we'll never please God. Mm. So we must walk by faith, Mm. not by sight.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. The Bible tells us it's impossible to please God without faith. There are too many people that are walking by sight, not by faith. Mm. And the titles that we wear does not always define who we are. Mm. There are many that say that they are Christian, but just that observation. Mm. Whenever I look at the news, it really baffles me that when they identify a political, a person in a political office, they'll normally address them by the title or maybe first, their political affiliation. Think about that. Yeah. If you look at any cable news network television, one of the first things they'll tell you, they're a Democrat, they're a Republican, they're an Independent. Mm. I wonder why nobody bothers to tell you they're a believer. What would be different in this world Mm. if I first was a believer? It doesn't matter if I'm a Democrat. It doesn't matter if I'm a Republican. It doesn't matter if I'm a – it matters if I have a BA. If I have not been truly born again, Mm -hmm. because there are many that will wear the title, but not all will come in submission to the will of God. Mm -hmm. And that's what the opportunity that exists today is for the world. Mm We have a whole lot of pretenders, but not enough contenders. Mm. And so our challenge is, is that if we're going to deal with what we call racism, then we must deal with ourselves. Yeah. Because it's not racism, it's sin. Mm. That's right. And all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So we must ask God to help us to overcome our sin. Mm-hmm. And if we overcome our sins and become doers of the Word of God, then we will begin to appreciate that we are not identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, not anyone. And therefore, we will always strive to do positive and good toward every one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can disagree with maybe how you see a certain thing, but I cannot. I cannot disagree with the word of God. Yeah. And that's our challenge.
0: You're exactly right.
1: That the word of God must become our standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I think mm-hmm. or what you think right. or what someone else thinks. Mm-hmm. What does the word of God mm-hmm. tell us? We can both have differing opinions. Mm-hmm. If we want to resolve the issue, though, go to the word of God. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because we could both be wrong. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm sorry, I get carried away.
0: Man, I love it. No, you get me fired up. It's great, Pastor. You take? Tell, tell me about this. So, I, I love it. I mean, racism is sin, and it is evil. And, and we've seen that in our country and our nation for so long. And then when when we saw things like George Floyd uh, and Breonna Taylor, and what, what changed? There was something that changed our nation that, brought an awareness of this is not right. And and what do you think that was? What do you think happened in those moments or you think is happening even in our country to address this issue finally?
1: Well, first of all, I I must confess that I really don't know. Mm. But I do have my opinion. And I qualify that as just as my opinion and everybody has one. Yeah. Um, I believe when you study the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, God continues to reveal himself to us from Genesis through Revelation. It's like peeling an onion every time you pull a layer back, you find out something new about the onion. Mm. God is continually peeling back for us if we seek him to know more of who he is. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going through, I believe, is a process of time that evolves to, this is where we were then, but if we continue to walk with God, we will continue to see more of the truth. Mm. And the more we continue to walk with Him, the more truth we will see. And I believe that we have come to a time of truth that there is a revealing of what is, and therefore evil has gotten bolder. Mm, mm there's nothing. He knows that his time is limited. We, we don't know the day nor the hour, but the, the, the Bible tells us we ought to see the signs. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you, if you examine the 24th, 25th chapter of, of Matthew, the 24th of, of Matthew, mm-hmm. you will find, and it talks to us about what those signs will look like. Yeah. If you combine that with revelation, because as you know, revelation is then and now and before. He that was to come that is here and will come. And so therefore, what is happening is over time and process, and this is what I concern myself with for the generations that will come behind us. I concern myself with my grandkids in their preparation for what they will be exposed to because I believe time will, will reveal many things. Mm-hmm. And so it's… I think that what's happening is, is that it's kind of like a volcano. It sits and it's inactive for a period of time, but over a period of time, it begins to activate and it gets worse and worse until it explodes. Yeah. Well, what we're dealing with is that in a season and time, because everything has a season, mm-hmm. and we are in a season where the enemy is boldly displaying evil. Mm-hmm. We couldn't miss this time even if we tried. <laughs> However, though, our preparation for it mm-hmm. should be rooted in the foundation of who we are in Christ. Yes. Yeah. If we would be more Christ-like, then no matter what happens, Mm -hmm. we would be more prepared for the challenges that faced us. Mm. Think about it like this. I've heard it said, for every time you overcome things that are challenging you or tempting you or testing you, Mm -hmm. new level, new devil. not a new devil in the sense of the physical or the spiritual, but his behavior seems to be directed in a different way. He's going to try to find a different way to deceive you Mm. because you've gotten used to his old tricks and he can't trick you with those anymore. Mm -hmm. That's why those who overcome alcoholism, those who overcome adultery, those who overcome all types of sin, don't think that you've gotten out of it altogether. I remind you that when Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness and Satan tempted him, he was tempted three times. The Bible says that he left him for a mm. season. Mm. He was going to come back to you. He will never leave us alone mm. and we must be constantly prepared. So when you deal with things that are called racism or bigotry, mm. notice now it carries a few different titles yeah. because the enemy wow. approaches you differently every time. Mm. What we're dealing with today is that people have gotten to a a sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. that I should have the best in life. And I think that we that are in the preaching business, Mm -hmm. but the Bible says there will be false prophets, Mm -hmm. we must be certain to preach the gospel because if we preach anything other than Jesus Christ, then we have done wrong. Right. I believe that our challenge is, is to help people to know the will of God, to understand the way of God, the Word of God, and to how, learn how to walk there in it. Mm-hmm. We, cannot, we cannot say that we are a believer, a child of God, and hate our brother. Mm.
0: All right, First John. Mm.
1: God, God expects me to to love even my yeah. enemy. So when I, if if I find a natural hate just because someone is mm. a KKK, mm. then I am not experiencing God. Mm. I'm yielding to evil. Mm-hmm. Because God wants me to love even the KKK, mm-hmm. not the not not the, not the, the organization, mm-hmm. but the person, and 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 the opportunity exists is that even if it doesn't come your way, mm-hmm. you walk in what God would have you to do to display that Jesus is about love,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we ought to love each other mm-hmm. unconditionally, mm-hmm. without any reservation. Amen. It should be about love.
0: Yeah. Man, it, and it's for all of us, right? I mean, it's for every one of us, you know, if, if we look in our hearts, right? And it's so easy to look out there and see everything that's going on, but we've got to start here, you know? And what, what's, what's God doing in my life? And is Satan getting a foothold in any way or form or fashion?
1: Um, you
0: yeah, I know, think, I think you're exactly right, Pastor. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that Each of us. Yeah. This is Corinthians says, "Let every man examine himself." Yeah. For any of us to feel or to believe or to act as if though we have done nothing, Mm. if we thought it, Mm -hmm. is sufficient enough to mark our problems. Mm. I wish I could tell you that I walk a perfect life, Mm. but I shall not until I see (laughs) Him. That's right. But I strive and seek God's forgiveness Mm -hmm. and ask the Holy Spirit's guidance who will lead us into all truth Mm -hmm. so that I won't go astray. Mm -hmm. I won't tell you that I will never ever do anything wrong, Mm -hmm. but I pray that I will always seek quickly, swiftly, for God to help direct me on the right path Mm -hmm. to repent of my sins. And ask God for forgiveness, Mm. and there is the challenge. We must believe that Donnie McClurkin used to sing a song: "A sinner is just saved by grace." Mm -hmm. If we're going to walk in this life, we can't condemn others as much as we ought to condemn ourselves because if we start looking at ourselves, we will find that we have opportunities also. So then it will help us to identify problems with others, but also to realize that God's been patient with us Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and we should be patient with others. Mm -hmm. Now, I say all of that, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do anything to overcome the obstacles of racism, to overcome the obstacle of poverty, the the obstacle of biases, but we ought to do those things with the intent Mm -hmm. to overcome them by the grace of God, not out of vindictiveness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is a challenge. Mm -hmm. God says vengeance is mine. Mm -hmm. There's too many people operating in this world today that are doing what might even seem good out of vengeance. Mm -hmm. And so our motive for why we do a thing is more important than the thing that we do. If I stand on the court and pray out loud because I like to be heard, Mm. then my prayers are in vain. Yeah. If I do it in secret and are doing it, no desire to be glorified and could care, less if anyone knows that I do pray, Mm. then God can use that. Because when God exalts, that's when we should be willing to be put out front. Mm-hmm. But when we're putting ourselves out front because that's what we choose, I get hung up yeah. with people that get hung up on titles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I had a member once that I believe her test was to test me in how uh, I was hung up on whether or not she would call me pastor. Uh, she would call me by my name, I could care less. <laughs> because that's my name. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the pastor isn't necessarily who I am, it's somewhat what I do. Mm-hmm. I have to be a believer first. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to call me anything, I hope I will identify with being a believer mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that people are placed here on earth to, to, to test iron against iron, to see Are you really faithful to the call that God has placed on your life? If there are no obstacles that will challenge who we are, then we'll never know if we are really living a truth. Mm -hmm.
0: That's strong, Pastor. Hey, what what would you say to all the men who are watching or listening? What are are some ways that we can make a difference? What are some ways that, that we can... You know, white, black, people of color, all of us, we all live together, we're all... How, how can we as believers, as Christ followers, make a difference in our community and in our country in this area?
1: Well, this is probably going to sound weird. <laughs> That's because I am weird. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you noticed that while you are Caucasian, mm-hmm. I don't think any two of you have the same complexion, Mm because I don't know of two people that are African-American that are identical in complexion. What am I saying? Yeah. I'm saying that we must find the commonality of who we are. Mm -hmm. There are no races because there's only one race, Mm. the human Human race. (laughs) God created man Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in His image. image. Mm -hmm. He has allowed us Mm. to be unique Mm -hmm. because we are wonderfully and marvelously made. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that we all must be is a believer. We must be on the same playing field, because if your truth is different than my truth, we will never ever meet. Yeah. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, mm-hmm. the truth, and the light. Amen. and no man will come to the Father except by me. Mm-hmm. If He is not our truth, mm-hmm. if the Word of God is not our truth, mm-hmm. then whatever truth we have is a lie. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell every man that instead of being a man, mm-hmm. instead of being labeled by titles or defined by titles, get your BA <laughs> and live by your degree mm-hmm. of being born again. Mm-hmm. Become a, be a believer in what God has. I don't know of any situation mm-hmm. that we will face in life that God has not always given us a means of escape, Mm. which if I translate that, would say it simply means that no matter what problem you come up against or whatever things happen in your life, God has already witnessed it, seen it, and given you instructions on how to deal with it, but you must ask Him for the guidance. Mm -hmm. Mm. Could operating on your own say so? and start leaning to His ways. Mm. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. Mm-hmm. I- I'm a little confused, but help me. What does all mean? <laughs> Everything. <right>? It's inclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Acknowledge Him, mm-hmm. and He shall mm. direct your path. Mm. We, we want to place God not just men, but people. Yeah. We want God to respond and to react in our lives when we want Him to.
0: hmm Pastor, mm. Hey, Pastor Warren, what what do you want your legacy to be?
1: <laughs> That's a very interesting question. For me, I guess if there's anything that I… Would like to leave behind is this? I believe that God has poured into my spirit to bring about a generation that has known Him from the day that they were conceived in the womb. Mm. That they have experienced life, and you remember I said to you mm. that evil is 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 inherent, but we really embrace it because we're taught. Yeah, it. yeah, and. So God has placed in my spirit that if we will raise our youth mm-hmm. from day one in the womb, out of the womb, to first of all, to know and worship God, to prepare them for going into the world, instead of allowing them to go into the world, be mm. tainted by the world, and then try to correct it, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then life would be much different. Mm. I pray that I will help my grandkids to grow up knowing God so that when they are confronted with the ways of this world, they will be able to know that no weapon formed against them mm. will prosper, and that their action will be peculiar because they will be responding christ-like, not like just the world would yeah mm. that's my legacy is to leave if I had first of all, I guess I, I don't really believe that what I leave is that important other than the fact that it'd be what God would have me to lead. Mm-hmm. But if there was anything, and that is I prayed for, to pass the baton mm-hmm. to another generation to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and to do it from the beginning of their lives mm-hmm. and to help others to come along. Yeah. Amen, Pastor.
0: Mm. Guys, this has been challenging and encouraging, and and I'm just so grateful and so thankful. So let me pray for us right now. Father God, we need you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for Pastor Wayne, and Father, for his heart. Um, Father, I pray, God, as he has challenged all of us, God, to really search our own hearts and and to see if we're being obedient and following you, if we're identifying ourselves as believers, first and foremost, before men, before any political affiliation, um, before our jobs, but that we are born again. We are following you, Jesus. And then to see people, God, the way you see them, that we're all made in the image of God and that to have love. And I pray that, Father, you would stir in our hearts and to be people who love you passionately and to see people and love them, God, just you love them. So, Father, I thank you, Father, for today. I thank you, Father, for Pastor Wayne. I pray a blessing on him and on Limestone Baptist Church and on his family And God, I pray that, Father, you would fulfill this legacy that you have put on his heart. And for all of us, God, that we would be men after your heart. And we would follow you all the days of our lives. And so thanks for speaking to us today, Father. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Wow. Guys, thanks so much for joining in today. I hope and pray that you've been challenged and encouraged. Be watching every Friday for the Man Minute and from T. And you'll be able to be processing how to take this and to live it out each day and each week, and then be joining us next month as we continue our podcast. Hey, blessings on you guys. So thankful for every single one of you. Blessings.